giving you the real from A to Z surrounding the Dallas Cowboys. News, updates, rumors, transactions, takes, and more. So strap up, Cowboys Nation, and start your day off with A to Z Sports. Live with Will Steele. Three, two, one. Here we go! Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live. We stream it live on YouTube. It is a Koye Wednesdays, and of course, I am your host, Will Skywalker Steel. Boom! It's that time. The page has been fully turned to week five. Cowboys, 49ers, taking a look at this offense versus that defense. And while we believe the plan will be drastically different, drastically different from years past. Who's we, Sky? Who, who? Your boy, Corey Media, will be joining the show here at the top of the hour. We're going to be talking about this Cowboys offense, what we've seen on film from the 49ers defense. And we, we, we're digging. We're digging deep, man. We, we've got some, some film from this year. We've got some notes from years past. And, and you should be excited. You should be excited. I know this might seem like one of those situations where, oh, no, Cowboys last two games can get. You're right. You're right. But I'm here to tell you right now, we don't care about what happened in the past because there are different things the Cowboys are doing offensively that should be able to move the ball against this team. And that was the problem in years past. You really couldn't move it against them. But that's for later. We'll get to that. Make sure y'all stick around uh, for all things on a Koye Wednesday when we break down this film. Shouts out to you, Bomb Squad. Bomb Squad! We will hear from Brian Schottenheimer a few times later today as well. And I've got I've got a little thought about, about Brian Schottenheimer. I think this is a game where Shotty can show his where his imprint is on this offense. I do think the way the season has started, the Cowboys haven't had to really show a whole lot. I saw a stat where Dallas has only thrown the ball, or Dak at least, has only thrown the ball 11 times in the fourth quarter this season. 11. 11 times. Not counting the the, the uh, Cardinals game, I should say. So in three games in those blowouts, you're not really doing much of anything. That ain't going to be the case in this one. This one here, I think you're going to be able to throw everything out, uh, throw the kitchen sink per se, as they say, and uh, we'll be able to talk a little bit about that. So let's get right into this roundup because right out of it, we're going to talk to Okoye about this matchup. We're going to be here for a while, I'm pretty sure. This is a big one. This is a big one, Cowboys Nation. So let's do it. It is time for... It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Let me talk to you. Before we get into the goods, Cowboys got active yesterday. Obviously, with the decision to move on from Devin Harper, there was a bit of a void at the linebacker position. So the Cowboys went out and filled that void. They signed... Linebacker Michael Jones, rookie undrafted free agent out of Syracuse. Uh, he was signed in, 
was it May or what have you, to the Chargers. And he was on their roster until cut down. And he got cut, and he's been on the street for a bit. The Cowboys worked out three linebackers, and they walked away with Michael Jones as a guy, six foot, 226 pounds. Uh, he's now the fourth total linebacker on the team. Again, he's from Syracuse. 2021, he was first team all ACC. 2022, third team all ACC. Uh, we'll see how he fits right now. This is just having an extra linebacker body on the team. And if they need to you know, get to that point, that means a lot of bad things have happened uh, with your starters. But the Cowboys needed to fill that void. You, you can't just roll through an entire season, in my opinion, with literally three off-ball linebackers on an entire squad. Can't do it. Uh, so the Cowboys got that void. I think Mike, not Michael, Malik Jefferson will get called up again. Eventually, Malik Jefferson is going to run out of call-ups, and I wonder if they'll sign him to the active roster. But because this is such a week-to-week league, you just don't know what's going to happen. You know, If somebody gets hurt, he'll get called up. If not, I think he'll just stay down there on the practice squad uh, moving forward. Not just another game. We had this conversation yesterday, and you can feel that and sense that throughout this organization – Uh, especially from the players, and McCarthy even spoke on it. He said, quote, it's an important game. You you understand the history. There's obviously a lot of tradition with this game, and there's a part of it. You live to play in these kind of games. You dream about it. You don't want to make it bigger than it is, but the reality is it's not just another game. The important thing for us is to learn from week four and take things we can improve on. Watching the 49ers tape and getting into it, they're playing well. I'm impressed from what I've seen. We're just keeping our eye on the target. Uh, Jonathan Hankins, uh, he spoke with, I think it was Jess Navarre. Shouts out to Jess. Uh, he said, this isn't just a regular season game. It kind of determines who's going to come out the conference and potentially get to the Super Bowl. That's how I feel. Michael Gallup, he was on the Cowboy Hour with Brad Sham and Christy Scales. And Brad asked him about the mentality going into the game. And, and this is what Mike had to say. But it's a line of conversation. Why do you need it? It's week five. Personally, we need it for us. We need it for us. We've been losing the 49ers for a while. <laughs> like, we just need it for us. Like, that's just, it's, we got to get it out of the way because we know we're going to see him down the road again regardless. But, nah, we need this win for So, us. So if, if you don't get it, mm-hmm. do you think that damages your confidence for the rest of the season? I wouldn't say for the rest of the season, but it's still just like, I mean, we don't lost to them too many times. Like, you know, we, we need to win. Um, and that, that's all I can really say about that. Like, we just need this win to keep it going, like, regardless. So it's not just another game. It's not. It's definitely not. Yeah. There, there's no denying it. I don't think there's no sugarcoating it, nor should I. do I think they should be high in the fact that this is not just another game. This is a team that has been responsible for knocking you out the playoffs for the last two times, and you need to carry that anger and obviously control it, carry that frustration, carry that being pissed off, control it, use it as fuel to drive you to get over this hump. And uh, let's go ahead and bring in my brother from another, Koye Media, to go ahead and talk about this, man. What's good, Koye? What's up, Scott? How you, man? I'm good, man, and I'm focused. 
I'm focused. Yes, this is the one. And it's been tough. Yeah, we, because you, you was burning the midnight oils last night, too. I was like, yo, I, only, only person I can send film content and uh and, and suggestions to at like 12 o'clock and he be <laughs> responding in like three three seconds flat. It always a little three dots on the phone right there. He ready to go. Ready like, to go, always, fam. Always woke looking at a computer like me, man. I tell gotcha. you what, anytime it come to film, you're one of the first people I, I, I reach out to to see if, oh, you, sure. if you're seeing what I'm seeing. We were going You've through been our on fire this season. I'm like, yo, every time you say something, I'm like, yo, I, I, I'm starting to just like, look, man, I'm just going to look for that because Sky be on point. Like, you be on point. When we were going through our notes yesterday, I'm saying like, okay, we've seen the same things. I, I'm not, because mm-hmm. sometimes I have to. I know you see, I've seen the in, in bold letters like play action. Play said, action. Oh, he, oh, he got it. Because I got oh, I to gotta, gotta remember to emphasize that whenever I do, you know, talk about said thing on my note. Like that, that is one of the things. And we'll get into that in a second. Can you hear that? Hear what? They're doing construction next door. Nah, you good, bro. All right, I was making sure you, you I could hear it loud and clear. Like, goddamn. Yeah, Go you ahead. good. By the way, Cowboys Nation, audio good? Both ends? Number one, number two, I'm here to tell you right now, if this thing cut out at any given moment, we don't care. We're coming back. Right, we're coming right back. We're coming right back. It's Cowboys Niners. This is too important of a week to just just cut the stream. So we're, we're going to try to get through this film. If it doesn't work, we'll come back and we'll just talk about the game in general. Uh, but we good, good, think good. we should be fine. We, we'll, we will see. But, Okoye, before we, we get into the, the nuances of this game, the X's and O's of this game, I just think, in general, this is this is a different team. This is a different squad going into Santa Clara on Sunday night than you saw last year going into Santa Clara in a divisional round, bro. I think you know, and, and it was natural because I think we knew we had to be different. You know, yeah. when you look at the the way Mike McCarthy handled the off season with Kellen Moore. I think he understands like. One, your job is on the line, but more importantly, your job is on the line based off of the way we approach those games. And when you look at our scheme this year, I just said this on Twitter last night in the middle of the night after after I hit you. It's like, you remember last season and the season before, we was nobody ever said that we had a problem in the red zone because we didn't. We were number one scoring offense. We were putting up points like crazy and so on, right? Yep. But we could not slow a game down and play, you know, a long methodical st- style of football where we control the ball. And that was stressing out our team. If you look at the Chargers, they're dealing with the same thing right now. Um, the 49ers are built to beat the new age offense, you know, the the spread passing offense. They're, they're built to do it. And I think the way we w- approach this season, the way Mike McCarthy approached this season, if you even look at our playbook, the Schottenheimer involvement as well, you're going to get into that. But when you look at everything, it's like we're built now. We're we're building ourselves now, or putting ourselves together to be able to address that, and that specifically because the 49ers have been the thorn in our side. It hasn't been getting to the playoffs lately. It's been slowing it down, playing physical, and being creative enough uh, to sustain drives against a team that's designed to take everything you like to do downfield away. Now we're the opposite. You know what I mean? Last year we were scoring offense. Now they're like, oh, the Cowboys can't score. But we've, we've had 16 drives that are 10, 10 plays. plays or more, man. We lead the league in it. And then when you look at collective points, we we lead the league in collective overall points scored as well. But people going to give that credit to the defense all of a sudden. But either way, you know, I don't see nobody doing that with no other team. I don't, I, I've never seen – Anybody say, hey, Mika Fitzpatrick is the reason that the Steelers have uh, <laughs> an extra seven points this week or 
whoever. It's, you know, you never seen stat. anybody do that. It's We're the only ones that they do that to, right? Uh, <laughs> like when you put forty up, you put forty up. You know, I, I mean? I've it's, never it's, seen. Just I said this the other day. Fandom is so different now, man, because yeah. everybody has a voice because of social media. So people yeah. can just say crazy things that like. We weren't thinking about this just five years ago. This is this is strange. Now we're talking about percentage of points for for a particular player on a team that's averaging the most points. Wildness to me. Did you win? Did you lose? Right? Like, and and did you contribute to that dub? So it, it's a different story nowadays. But it is what it is. I don't care how it gets done. We talk about this, and I'll continue to hammer it home, especially against this team. Just get it done, right? Just get right. it done. We've been for 15, 20 years. We've been high flying, scoring, and all that stuff. That doesn't matter anymore. That doesn't matter right. anymore. Last year, the complaint was, yeah, we're high-flying and scoring, but we're turning the ball over too much. We don't know how to uh, play situational football. We 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 just need you to just check the ball down and don't turn the ball over. What happens now this he, year? We started doing to it. do that, and now people are, <laughs> uh, are can't complaining. Score, uh, and, and, it, and it's just like, hey, man, look, we're in week four. We went through four weeks. This is yeah. a new offense. Let's just be completely honest, right? This is yeah. a new offense, and there's circumstances – in this, you know, in this start of the season that are just in a good way weird, right? You haven't had to really go deep into your playbook in three of these wins. The game was over, Koye, at halftime. Even even beyond having to go into the playbook, though, people ignore, like, I, 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 would, I would be more, I guess, concerned if Dak was showing that he couldn't hit the side of a barn yeah. in the red zone, right? He put the ball on Shoemaker between two guys. He dropped it. I ain't got nothing to do with him. That's the second touchdown he dropped this season. Uh, Hendershot didn't drop one or two this season in the red and, zone. And he dropped one. Fergie yeah. dropped one in the red zone. Yep. Then he had like three against um, Arizona where Cooks, CD, and Gallup all had opportunities that I think were good looks. So it's not like he's he's not you know making the right decisions most of the time. It's just that. The ball just hasn't dropped that way, but I don't care because we're winning. So if I see if I saw that he wasn't able to take advantage of those opportunities or he wasn't even recognizing guys that are open, you know, then it's a different story. But that's not the case. So most of the red zone uh, conversation to me is just something for the media to have something to say. They just need something to talk about. There's no way that you can tell me that Dak is like uh, he just forgot how to score all of a sudden. He did. Why is it silly? It Why are we talking about this one? Look, there's no mistake about it. it, it there is an issue. I, I, right. that, that's, that's a, there is an issue down there. And and they have a lot of time to figure that out. Now, they need to figure it out this week because we want to get down there and score touchdowns. Again, if you look at statistically, though, the Niners' defense, not the greatest in the red zone. Uh, they, right. They're 23rd in the red zone. Teams are scoring on them more than they're not when you get down there. And we'll take a look at some plays where you have some success down there. The Cowboys just got to tap into it. Execution. Right there, there, there's right. I think there's an identity crisis a bit down there, but I fully believe that will get situated because if you look at everything else with this offense leading down to the red zone, it is operating at a high level. And I think a lot of that has to do with the combination of having Shoddy and Mike McCarthy running things now. And I think Schottenheimer's importance in this game, importance on his team might be highlighted in this game. I think this could be one of those situations. Um, and I know a, a lot of it, People will say, oh, it can, it can be with this familiar, familiarity with the Niners. Sure. And, and Schottenheimer talked about that. Um, I feel like I know them really well. I know how talented they are from being in the division with them for in Seattle. Um, they're just a really, really disciplined group. It is a good benefit for us. If you look at two weeks ago, right, we played the Jets. 
you know, with Robert Sala, very similar scheme, you know, just that 4-3 penetrating defensive front. Um, but each week is different. And then, of course, when you throw injuries into it, like Arizona, you know, they did adjust some you know, based on a couple of our linemen were out, so they adjusted and covered the core and things like that. But, but that's the cool part, you know, of the chess match of what we get to do. Yeah, I, I totally agree w with him in regards to the chess match. And I think it'll be just that. I don't think it was much of a chess match over the last two years going into this game. I think the offense that the Cowboys ran, like you said, played right into the hands, into the hands of the 49ers defense. And, and I don't know if he said it in there, but right before that clip, uh, he talked about how they're going to be who they are. And you even went back and looked at one of the games from 2022. They, they are who they are. They're not really changing much up of anything. It's, yeah. it's up to you to be able to adapt to that. And right. there was questions, Okoye, going into the season with Schottenheimer and McCarthy. Like, what is his role? How will this work out? What is the connection like? And I think for a game like this, you will see it. You'll see Mike McCarthy's old-school West Coast principles that every team that runs the West Coast still use. But then right. I think you'll also see it be aided with Schottenheimer's uh, ability to have a, a mix of concepts that we just weren't running before. You know, those shallow crosses, the drives, the deep combos off of play action. We weren't really running. We ran a lot of deep comp or we ran a lot of play action, deep hitches, play mm -hmm. action, deep comebacks and curls and things like that. Right. But I, I think in this game or in general, really, if you go back and look at some some tape and we'll look at one one play, you'll mm -hmm. see some of that play action with some deep combos against this defense because I think it's there. And right. he talks about, you know, facing a vision defense. This is another vision defense, right, where they're going to drop back some guys, try to get the four home and and take advantage of having a lot of guys in coverage. Well, they do that, but they also like to try to disguise that back end with, with, with Hufunga. And mm -hmm. uh, I think I forget the other kid's name. Uh, he's not a kid, but the other guy's name. Uh, but they, they kind of try to disguise what they're going to do back there. But mm -hmm. Shadi versus the Niners in general, there's been a lot of success. You know, he's yeah. had three seasons under yeah. Seattle where he was a head coach or the offensive coordinator, and Russell Wilson played some good ball against them. 13 touchdowns, oh, yeah. one interception, 68% completion, and, and they were able to win three out of those five matchups. Uh, I think it was uh, one gear in 2019. He didn't play two games or 2020. But he's, he is familiar with this team. He knows how to beat this defense. And I think right. having him in Dak's ear in this game as opposed to the previous regime, I think you'll see a lot more success individually from Dak that we hope obviously rolls over to a team success. I, I agree. And, and when you look at uh, – I, I went back and I looked at that um, the last season with Schottenheimer with um, Russell Wilson. And uh, they put up 30. I think they put up 26 once, 28, and then I put up 30 against them in that uh in that year in 2021 i think one was a playoff game um i'm i'm not sure i know one was in january i know that but i'm just not sure which which uh you know whether it was a postseason game or not but i know they collectively uh scored on average 28 points against this defense now it's not the same exact defense obviously they have personnel changes hargrove is here you know ufunga i think is coming into his own now he's starting to really you know play a lot better than he was in 2021 but um, at the end of the day, you still see, as he said, they 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 don't change very much. It's this it's a similar four three attacking scheme to what we just saw uh, against the Jets. And you know, no, they don't have the same lack of firepower on offense like the Jets do. 
But if you just look at the one game where the defense didn't hand us a 14-point lead, where the offense was able to actually put up uh, an honest 30 points, and that's 30 points while, like you say, we're struggling in the red zone. So against a similar style defense, like Salah comes from the 49ers and and, and they run the same exact scheme. Uh, and it's, like you said, very patient. They rely a lot on their vision, dropping back into those zones. But just like the last game we just we just uh, broke down against New England, they give up a lot of space underneath to the yeah. running backs. And uh, Schottenheimer has a history for loving, as you know, as you know, to throw to those running backs. So I think, you know, they'll have a big game uh, in the backfield. Uh, Rico, I don't know if we'll get Deuce involved, but they seem to struggle against screen passes as well because of their their ability to get back, you know, fast. Because you'll see Fred Warner and our Greenlaw mugging the line of scrimmage and then post-snap they're flying 15 yards off, off the ball. Because of that, you can't run in two – no matter how fast your defense is, you can't go in two directions – you know, at the same time. So right. it leaves all this space for your running backs underneath to work on those uh, block and releases and those, uh, you know, th- those types of arrow routes, stuff like that. That stuff is all wide open. Screen passes, yeah. wide open, wide open. I mean, great segue because uh, Schottenheimer was asked about that, about the vision defense, and he he harkened back to a play that happened in the Patriots game that we, we might see a combination of it. I got a couple plays I want to show you all that I hope we, oh, yeah, we utilize see. this. But he harkened back to a play against the Patriots that exactly what you said. Hey, the deep route's not there. Check it down, and that's that's all. That's what this offense is, man. Like it, it's it, the feet is tied. I'm sorry, the timing is tied to the feet, and the feet is tied to the brain. So mm-hmm. we're not having to hold the ball for 15 seconds if it's not there deep. We still can get six to eight yards on the check down, and, then, let's and do now it. let's try to run it. So here's Schottenheimer yeah. talking about that vision defense. He's seeing it well. Again, it's not just him. Um, Again, we talked a little bit last week about the spacing and the landmarks and getting pieces to where they're supposed to be, whether it's inside edge of the numbers or in between the hashes or outside the numbers, all those landmarks, that's what comes into play. But um, taking what they give you, you know, throwing the ball underneath, I mean, basically they were playing a version of that vision defense on the third down conversion that I was talking about with Fergie, taking the first open receiver, throwing the completion, letting it work. But, um, you know, you, you watched that game yesterday and there was a – a little play pass we ran early in the, late in the first quarter, and they all punched out, right? They got deep, and they were trying to take away Brandon Cooks and CD. We were running a little two-man combination with those two guys, and he checked it down you know, to Rico. Rico splits two defenders, gets a couple extra yards, first play of the game, same type of thing. The play action pass, the linebackers punch out. They get their depth. Got vision on Dak. What's he do? Okay, he says, hey, they're taking away. Let me check it down. Tony does the same type of thing. So... That's when I think you see a quarterback who's bought into the fact of, hey, go through my progression, know where the backs are. I think that's that's so huge, Okoye, because if you yeah. remember last year, bro, uh, and probably the year before too, but what no checkdowns, what no checkdowns, like <laughs> it was eliminated in his offense for whatever yeah. reason. And, and if and, you don't practice it, even if you throw them in there, you could say, like Kellen said, I put them in the scheme, but you're not put basing an emphasis on it. it, it there you go. It's not an emphasis on it. And and I think in the same presser, Shadi talked about how they have a check down day where they practice yeah. on different angles of the check down. And, and yeah, I love listening to Because the running back Shotty, might bro. be moved off the mark. Yes, yes. You know, different things might have happened based on his release, things like yep. that. So, he said, hey, perfect. we might expect him to go through the A-gap and then and leak out, but because of the way the defense slants or what have you, now he's going through the C-gap and having to leak out. So your angle's different, your timing's different. 
And and I think they've been fantastic with it this year, more than than any year that I've ever seen. And right. there was times in the Niners game when you go watch the film last year, we're like, damn, you know, check it down to Zeke out here. See, but are they standing still on the sideline already? Like once your check down has already stopped his feet on the sideline, then that's late. You throw so, that ball late to the flats. And that's where early in Dak's career, a lot of his pick sixes, like a, I know you guys remember the one to uh, Zeke in uh, Seattle, in that Seattle game. But a lot of his pick sixes would come off that. He he would look downfield, read downfield, and get to the check down late. Yeah, because that that was the design of the offense, right? That that Eric Coriel offense is we're reading deep, and we want deep, so we're waiting deep. Then we'll come down to the middle, and then eventually the check down. But by the time you get to the check down, there's pressure, and you're trying to force it elsewhere else. But but this is, as we call it, touchdown or check down type of situation. And Mm -hmm. I know the, the worry coming up with Brandon Cooks, right? Brandon Cooks, this could be a game where he'll be important to me, Okoye, whether it be physically or whether it be conceptually. But the film we were watching, you have to stretch this 49ers defense out. Like that that concept we just saw against the Patriots where you sent the two deep routes, the two deep overs, or kind of a bit of a kind of a dagger type of situation, and we'll get to some dagger concepts. You have to do that because if right. you don't, what will happen, they will do exactly what they did last year, specifically on that last drive. I know we're about to run a bunch of curls. You're about to run a hitch, and I'm going to jump it. So I think mm-hmm. they have to stretch this Niners defense out to create green. And we talk about those shallow crossers and those drives and, and things like that. That's there against this Niners right. defense. But it's right. only there if you create that green to throw to the space and allow your wide receiver to run. Look, right. I, Fred is fantastic. But any run, any linebacker that has to run on drag routes and try to chase to space, that's tough. You know what I mean? As long yeah. as you put the ball on the money – that's going to be a completion and possibly some yards after the catch. So there's yeah. opportunities to take advantage of this this 49ers style defense, but you have to do it conceptually. I never thought we did that in years past. Never have. Never have. We just we thought we were going to come out and just out-athlete them or just have the better talent. That's the way Kellen Moore's scheme was designed. It's like everybody's running ISOs. You know, you got to beat your guy one-on-one. We're not doing any rub routes. We're not creating any concepts to keep getting guys open. Uh, uh, on a regular basis, you know, packages for certain guys. Yeah. There was a lot of option routes where everybody has to, one, you know, be in line with what they need to do in every situation, which is why guys like uh, Tolbert couldn't get on the field because of all the option routes that were being run. So I think the, the simple form of this offense is a lot better, in my opinion, because even Dak, when Dak doesn't have to think, you know, what what I would say last year was in the years prior, Dak, Dak showed that he can, you know, lead this team. He showed they can make big plays. Uh, I don't need you trying to win games, though. I don't need you trying to make the make the plays all game. All I need game, you doing yeah, yeah. When yeah. we need it, you know. So I said, if we ran, I said this last year. I said we ran the same style offense we ran for Cooper Rush last year when Dak was out. When Dak came back we would have been a lot better off because it was a simplified form. And then take your shots if you're down. Take your shots if you need to. Or take your shots when you just feel like being aggressive, you know, every now and then. But I think once once uh, Dak came back, Kellen just, you know, he, he got his toy back, so he just started going crazy again with it. And uh, we, we threw interceptions because of it. And also we struggled in the playoffs because of it because, you know, teams game. know what he was trying to do. It's like you just have to be able to play your one-on-one spots and uh, beat the guy in front of you to beat this offense. It wasn't, hey, you got to beat that guy, but you also got to beat my scheme too. You know, and a lot of uh, coordinators, the good coordinators know how to do that. 
get their guys in position. Like you got a you got a guy like Debo, you're gonna figure out ways to get him the ball in space. You're not just gonna say, hey, Debo's can't nobody cover Debo. Like they don't think like that. That's how Kellen was set up, though. You know, and I think we'll we'll see a difference. I don't want to like get too high to or, or too low, but we'll see a difference this week. I, I really I, I look at this game as like a good test for everybody, both the offense and defense, just to see. You know, on both sides of the ball, too. They make it seem like it's just a test for the Cowboys as if the Niners have been playing rock star teams or something. You know what I mean? It's a test for both these teams uh, and also for both these quarterbacks to see what Brock Purdy really is versus a, a real defense and an offense that actually can move the ball and keep you off the field. So efficiency uh, and, and discipline is going to be at an all-time high on both sides of the ball uh, this game. Yeah, I mean, the best, the best offense schematically and quarterback combination they've played was the Rams and the Rams put up took them to the brink. I think overtime yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh or close to it. Close like to that. it. Close yeah, to yeah. It was it was 23 to 30. 23 yeah. 30. Yeah. And and they were up in that game. Um yeah. if we get to our notes here, we get to get to this film, the, the Rams, in fact the Rams and the Cardinals, they both put together three straight scoring drives against this 49ers defense. That's no easy task. Right. That's no right. easy task. Uh that's happened to Dallas once this year. But but against the the 49 I'm sorry, against the Rams, they opened up the game scoring three straight times. And then the Niners close out the second half and open the second half, uh, close out the first half, open the second half with three straight consecutive scores. And, and that mm. uh, the Cardinals had a close game in that game too until they pulled away at the end of 49ers. So mm-hmm. there's things on film, Koye, that, that we saw. And let's get into it and let the bomb squad know what you saw here. Well, let's do it, man. Your breakdown. Yep, let's do it. Well, first thing that'll stand out to you guys is like their linebacker play. I think you said it offline. I don't know if he was online when he said it, but these guys are a, a top in the league, man. Um, you you think that Fred Warner is the number one linebacker in the game, and I, I can't argue with you at all when I look at this film. Uh, the angles that they take, the pursuit angles they take, both him and Greenlaw, they work very well together. Reminds me of the film uh, work I did watching uh, Thomas Davis and uh, Luke Keekley. Uh, back a couple years ago, but uh, they they work very well together and they know what each other is doing without having to talk. So that shows that they communicate both on and off the field regularly because they they play in unison. Uh, And that's that's not just versus the run. Like there's not that many units that can play forwards and backwards the way these guys can. When you look at Fred Warner here, he's he's carrying that seam route, but he knows the crosser is coming. So soon as he crosses this hash, soon as that wide receiver crosses that hash, He's going to stop and look for this crossing route. And his, his back is turned to it right now, but he knows it's there. That's high IQ yeah. and range right there. So he's covering essentially two people, and then he stops. See, And that crosser wasn't supposed to stop there. He just stopped because he found that window. But Fred and Greenlaw both on it. Like, they're on it. Their closing speed is crazy. Someone else on that, on that play, like, that's a big play when you stop that crosser and you got a linebacker just waiting for it. Now, if there's a way that you want to attack these guys uh, because of their range and their ability to get to depth fast, you can you can get those linemen out underneath them and throw a lot of these little screen passes. I saw that when when uh, the Rams and uh, the Raiders and certain teams move the ball well against the 49ers is usually uh, throwing or running a West Coast style offense, throwing things underneath Uh, when you want to, you know, take it to the ground game, though. Running at Fred is better than running away. A lot like Micah Parsons. You want to run at him. Uh, you don't want to run away from him because when you try to get out away from him, he he just has, like I said, great pursuit. Uh, yeah. He gets 
guys quick and he, he closes. Both him and Greenlaw are pretty hard to deal with. But the success that I saw was running on those edges, just mm-hmm. like us. You know, you run on those edges, you got some daylight. I think Turpin, uh, they'll have a package for Turpin and CD in this game where they should have uh, they should have some success or maybe first downs are bigger, uh, depending on how we set it up. Because those edges, those off tackles, those stretch plays, they work. They work uh, yeah. against the 49ers because and, you have them. Go ahead. The jet sweeps, too. The jet oh, sweeps yeah, yeah, worked yeah, against sure. them, and we just saw Turpin get you know hit a big one. Uh, last week, I think we should bring that back this week. Oh yeah, for for sure. But once you get a hat on those guys, it's like that's 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 your best bet. Try to get a hat on them and and, and hope that uh you know either TP and uh, and Rico uh, Rico's hurt right now and his hips hurt right. But uh, those guys can put their foot in the ground and go for it. But you can see here's another example: you run running at Fred rather than running away from him. He still might get a hand on you, but you got a better shot getting by him because he can't he can't out angle your blocking when you run at him when you run away from him he's going to beat that guard or tackle or center to the spot every time and a tight end can't block him so you know running away from him is just just that's that's a a recipe for disaster against these guys here i just wanted to show you like this is a a dagger concept The, the seam route is running off this safety right and they're trying to you know run that dig right behind it look at how fred just shuts that down like how easy he shuts that down he made it look he made it look like it was just child's play, man. And I, that's why, like, getting the ball downfield just in a, a spread concept will not work. We have to run it from under center. We have to use the the run game to set this stuff up, a lot of play actions, and you'll see how they come into play a little bit later. Uh, but, again, this this is the style ball you have to play against. And you need to play under center, you need to play physical, and you need to get big guys out on the edges against these guys. Otherwise, it's going to be a long day for you. But as you can see here, the I pointed out a lot of the uh, opportunities that their running back, uh, their running backs had in the Rams game and also in the Raiders game as well. You'll see some film from uh, Jacobs, Josh Jacobs. You got to catch this one. I looked at this play as like a difference maker in this game because they were moving the ball well, and that interception right there just changed the momentum of that game mm-hmm. uh, for the Rams. And uh, other than that, they were giving them everything they could handle, uh, and it wasn't a mistake by um, um, by. Um, What's Matt? What's his name? Matt Stafford. There you go, Matt Stafford. Uh, it wasn't. I'm a horrible name, but it wasn't a mistake by Stafford that uh, caused that game to get out of hand. It was the running back not catching that ball. Here's a screen pass to Jacobs. Like as I said, I, I pointed out the Raiders game at the end of last season because this is a similar defense. They have a few new pieces like we do, but I wanted to see how the Raiders, with a backup quarterback was able to put up 34 points against this team. And I said, well, maybe they weren't playing for anything. But when you watch the game, everybody's out there flying. And, uh, and, and what works, works. Those screen passes definitely work. It's not a, it's not a fluke. Uh, several times you've seen those things uh, develop underneath those linebackers. And once those linemen get out there, you have opportunity. And when you look at their secondary, like if you're just dropping back or if we're in a situation where we're in third and long and you have to drop back and actually pass the ball, how do you beat these guys on the outside? They have physical corners um, led by Travaris Ward, who's a long physical guy, Pauls. Uh, but when you want to beat a guy, or just like they want to beat a Trayvon, when you want to beat teams that play press man pretty well or play zone pretty well, you have to not only use some play action in the backfield to get their eyes in the backfield like you see here. Um, they snuck um, Adams out in the middle of the field on that dagger crosser. Uh, because of that play action on that jet sweep. So if we can run effectively in the first half of this game, 
we could open some of this stuff up yeah. uh, later in the second quarter, third quarter. You might see us take some shots. But um, drag routes, in-breaking routes, slant routes, uh, they, they cover anything straight up the field pretty well. Anything vertical, great. Uh, but if you want to have some success, if you catch them in man and you're running anything in-breaking against Chavars, uh with quicker guys, especially if you get a, a matchup with Cooks on him or even Gallup who can run. They all can run, but I'm just saying the the, the quicker guys – on on Travaris will give him trouble similar to the way uh Diggs has trouble with those smaller quicker receivers as well so uh those worked I looked at that like the one route that I saw was like I said you you pointed it out the drag the mm -hmm. dig and so on and then a lot of rub routes as well they 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 had some success in the Rams game with that um we already know about the red zone issues that we have um they they cover pretty well, period. But we need to start hitting some of these as well. I just threw this one in here. This is just a great catch to me by Devontae Adams. I, I thought that Ward covered this well. It just, you know, he's against a superior athlete with this one. But we got to start hitting these in the red zone. As you said, they're twenty, they're ranked twenty-third uh in the league in the red zone. Um I wanted to I'll cut that off. I wanted to point this play out because also, we, we're great. Dak's great from out of, out of the pocket. And when you have a team that's disciplined, a defense that's disciplined the way they are, scramble drills are actually effective. The reason they have so much trouble against running quarterbacks is because those quarterbacks can extend plays and it breaks down the integrity of your defense. As you see here, even though uh, Stanham or Staffham, or I don't know how to say his name either, Stedham. quarterback from Stedham, there you go, uh, isn't a running quarterback. He ran enough in that game to make them worry about him on the edges because he kept getting first downs running the ball so when you see them when you when you see Dak get outside of the pocket I saw us do it last week where they had Biotis actually you know they set it up in the two-minute drill Biotis just snuck out to the flats and blocked for, for Dak while he was rolling out and that was very effective um but but like I said when those plays break down we'll have a lot of shots um when you look at Ufunga look, you know and in, in, in the way he plays in the back end of the secondary uh he's a lot like Troy Palomalo and not he because is. not because he's you know uh, Polynesian or any of that it's, it's because he's uh definitely an instinctive player that plays downhill he thumps he guesses correctly quite a bit very physical smart he can play anywhere but um, when you when you look at him on film, when you look at the film, there is opportunity similar to uh, Fred Warner and uh, Greenlaw. When you run at Ufunga, uh, you can set him up for certain things. Not only can you get you know some yardage running the ball when you get a hat on him because he is in fact a safety, as you see here. Josh Jacobs got him pinned in. They got him pinned inside, and Josh was able to get out on the edge. And you see that type of daylight with a Tony Pollard. I think Tony Pollard can break that angle and uh, get some. Uh, Get some yards out of stuff like that. But when you get a when you get a hat, you have to get a hat on Ufunga near the line of scrimmage. Treat him like you would treat Donovan Wilson as a linebacker in that box, not as a safety who you know really can't fill. He's great at that. Go ahead. You, go ahead. you brought up Tony Pollard. I think we forget, man. The, the few drives the Cowboys had that were successful over the last two playoffs were with Tony Pollard being involved. Mm. TP only mm. had three touches, I believe, and three carries in that first loss in 2021, mm -hmm. but that was the touchdown drive where he received some of them. Mm -hmm. And then in the second game, we were moving the ball, dumping it off the TP, getting him some carries, and then he got hurt. Right. TP's right. available in this entire game. Him alone oh, yeah. is a big difference, I think. And we ain't even talking about the other guys. Nobody there, so. mentions that when they talk about Dak and those yeah. guys losing. They just say, yeah, oh, he just lost. Nobody mentions when we lost to Arizona that we lost a lot of players that week, right? It's just, so. just lost. I mean, no no need for the excuses, but, you know, those are realities. But, uh, yeah, Ofunga, 
Uh, I, I love his game, uh, but when you want to harm this team and this secondary, you do it from under center because they come out in different uh, fits uh, to stop the run when you're under center. And when you can catch them with a lot of play actions, uh, seam routes, I think we have the tight ends to stress these guys out, as you can see here, because uh, Ofunga will bite on the run quite a bit. Uh, you saw what Waller was able to do, and Waller's a different guy. Obviously, we don't have one on our team that's quite like him. No one does, but uh, you can still see the concepts. Like they were, they were getting up the seam and really stressing this defense out uh, by getting uh, by by getting him up the seam and and and, and actually targeting him because that opened up things for for Adams underneath uh, this entire game. And then when you look at the touchdown that Waller got, which I'll end with in a, in a second, but uh, we'll get to it. When you look at that touchdown, though, you'll see why you have to run at Ufunga because once you get him uh, in line with those uh, play actions, uh, you have a lot of opportunities. You see here, even though he's coming on the backside this time, um, th that tight end blocked and released, and then they just get him out into the flash. And this is simple stuff that you'd be like, this doesn't work against teams that – you know, are in our division as much because they're used to seeing that type of stuff, right, against each other. But it definitely works. The, the little things work on the 49ers, like those block and releases, like you see here. There's another block and release off of a play action. But this was against Lenore. But uh, it was block and release. And you see how much space uh, these tight ends have. These tight The tight ends killed the 49ers in this game. I mean, they, they, they were just destroying them. And, and it looked like I'm like, well, what are they doing? And it's just simple play actions. Just run at them to get them activated and geared in on run and then start throwing the ball behind them. Here, Ufunga is going to bite on run because he's reading Josh Jacobs. So the, our ability to establish the run early is crucial. Even if you're not getting the yardage, you need them actively. We didn't do that last year. Yeah, getting hats on hand. Exactly what we didn't do. If you don't run the ball against the Niners, it's almost impossible to beat them because they're built to to take away the deep ball unless and, you run the ball and let me you say it is not just run the ball but but run the ball with some type of purpose right like you you have to have some type of run game plan here not not what we did the last two years we're trying to bring in extra linemen as fullbacks and and you got 76 who's, who's causing basically congestion and there's confusion no there has to be a purpose to it yeah for sure and run out of the same looks you you said you said that last week as well. Like we we ran a play action off of a, a stretch play, a bootleg off of a stretch play that we but we never ran the stretch yeah, the entire stretch. game. That's the same thing. Run out of the same for run those play actions out of the same formations that you've been running the ball effectively out of, and it's it's easy to see. Like look look at how much effect he has on the fungi on this play. You know, once he takes that false step forward, it's over. You know, you don't see very many big plays against the 49ers. The Raiders were manufacturing them all day. They were moving the ball up and down the field, big plays galore. And that was because of what Jacobs was doing underneath. Like their, their running game opened them up uh, and running their offense from under center. And right now we are the highest, we have the highest percentage of plays running from under center in yep. the league. This is what we do. So styles definitely make fights. And our, you can look at our history, you can say what we were, but our style of offense is, is night and day different than what we were the last two years when we lost to these guys. So it's, it's, a, it's a game that I'm very excited for, not just because of the losses, but because of the respect. Like I respect what the 49ers can do, and this is a great test to see what our new toy in Schottenheimer is, and uh, McCarthy calling plays is going to be able to draw up against a defense like this, especially after seeing 
what I think is a uh, a lesser team in the Las Vegas Raiders able to run up and down the field using similar concepts. So this will be a good game to watch, man. I'm I'm excited to watch. I'm I'm going to be in Mexico. I might be in the air actually when this game go off, but I'm gonna be watching it somehow. I'm watching. It. Hey, well, well, the Cowboys got a chance to get some plays through the air as well down the field. Even mm-hmm. though this is more of a methodical situation, but you know, you look at the Arizona game, you look at the the Rams game. Those two games were against schemes that do some movement that get some play action. They, they want to get your eyes here and go there, but their pass game concepts deep is something I wanted to kind of point out here with these two plays. And it's interesting because you brought up uh dagger, right? In, in the concept, what I wrote down here while you were saying that, I think you got to be unique, Koye. I don't think you could just run simple dagger, especially when uh, Fred Warner, you know, sees that it's coming. So let me go ahead and run this back here and take a look at a couple plays. Uh, one from this Arizona game. The other is from, I believe, the Rams game. This is Arizona coming out in a three-by-one formation from left to right with Hollywood Brown in on the interior. And they're going to run what's called, it's kind of a Shanahan staple too, a, a weak X dagger. So essentially the inside wide receiver is going to read that safety and instead of just running up the seam, he's going to bend that into basically a deep post with the outside guy running that in route underneath. Mm-hmm. And on the backside, they've got the clear out route running a nine, I think, by Wilson. And what makes this uh, interesting is that when you catch them in this type of formation, they run single high 76% of the time. If you if you can catch them in this type of formation, you can get them. And, you know, oh, you yeah. can get them. And it's, and it's wide open right here. And, and, and again, you're not going to do this all game. But if no. you can catch them just a few times, this big play right here set up the, uh, the Cardinals for a touchdown to help bring this game closer. And then you say, okay, maybe that's a one-off. Nope. I think the Cardinals got this play because they saw what happened against this Rams team, uh, against the Rams team in week two, I believe. What I loved about this one, though, again, you got to be unique with the dagger concept. Now, this is a traditional dagger here. You got the inside guy running straight up the seam with the deep dig. But watch what they do with Puka. Puka's going to crash down on his defensive end. They buy his quarterback an extra tick, and then they're going to leak Puka out. Uh, he's basically running the deep genius, over. Man. Just genius. And he's wide open. Because the, Fred, like, well, I just showed that concept where how Fred just, he'll he'll be at the line of scrimmage and he's going to get underneath that deep dig, right? Yeah. But while he's doing that, he can't, like I said, he can't run in two directions at once, man. So nope. and once he takes that away, Puka's going to be able to sneak across the line, across this uh, defense. And uh, we had this happen to us in that Arizona game. So we know how effective it is against cover three. Exactly. And the problem is, though, here that Stafford misses him. Now, I mean, this isn't a terrible Jesus. decision. It's not a terrible decision because the deep no, no, dig is there. No, no, it's just crazy the that first, he's wide open. But that's, look, that's a touchdown. Yeah. That is a touchdown. That's exactly what happened to us right there. That's and the and, and I think what happened was you saw uh, the 49ers. I'm sorry. You saw the uh, Arizona Cardinals Cardinal. take mm-hmm. a look at that, and they ran their own concept from it. Now, they didn't get – it wasn't quite the same as, as what they did to us. Well, Wilson, yeah. you know, basically the same thing. Puka uh, – I think it was uh, – not Puka, but Michael Wilson – he yeah, chipped yeah. the defensive end, and then he leaked out. But they yep. instead kept him over on the side, ran him up the seam, and they brought Hollywood Brown behind that. So there is opportunities to catch this 49ers defense in yeah. a favorable matchup with if your concept is unique enough. Now, if you come out there and show that play that you showed earlier where it's just a, a regular-ass dig, a regular ass dagger out with uh, Fred Warner sitting on that, you're yeah, not going to get there. You ain't getting that type of stuff off. You got to get what he's used to. And then counter that. That's how they just did that there. Like you got to give him what he's used to seeing. He's used to di- he's he's used to getting uh, deep mid and uh, playing like sort of like a cover two linebacker. He gets into his, his drops pretty deep, 
and he's used to taking those in-breaking routes away, posts and and uh, digs, all that, right? So yeah. give feed him that, just so you can counter off of it. But uh, so you might have to throw one at at one one of those digs just to let him know it's real. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. But, but uh, we weren't running a lot of that. I mean, yeah. I think it was Kurt who brought it up a couple years ago. We obviously know about it because we watch our team uh, exclusively, and, and we a lot of stop routes. Uh, yeah. You can't run a whole lot of stop routes against this smart defense. No. You just can't do no. it. You got to they, they, keep it moving. Pursuit to the ball is crazy. They so you're not going to get anywhere with those stop routes anyway. Like they they're sitting on that. You're right. And, and you brought this up about the run game because it it is predic the play action is predicated off of actually running right mm-hmm. like play you don't have to run successfully for the play action to work but you at least have to have the threat of running like you gotta yep. run now once you run well the play action will work probably even better because they're they're gonna you know obviously pay attention to the run but this Niners team heading into week four I don't th- I don't have the numbers just quite yet after that but heading into week four they utilized the light box 62 percent of the time which was fifth mm-hmm. in usage rankings which makes sense right because mm-hmm. they believe in their front four. And that's mm-hmm. basically how they got us in 2021 from running the rock. We didn't have a, a great running situation anyway, but they said, oh, you can't beat us with our four guys down. I don't think that's the case this year. I think with yeah. Tyler Smith on the interior, your offensive line is about as healthy as it's going to get. Let's just be completely honest. And, and even Chuma, his, his ability to pass block might not be that great, but his ability to be strong in the run game is different. I mean, so, Chuma's been playing for, look, for man, what we've asked him what, to do. Exactly. I like exactly. He He's not like... He's not Chaz Green. Like, he's no, not wrecking games. No, 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 you know no, 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 I mean? no, no, no. <laughs> Yeah, no. he's doing what he I, – I like what he's doing. Of course he's not Tyron, but he's no. he's playing very well for a guy that we asked to jump. I mean, he's still going to be mouse in the house against this defense. No, no, oh, no doubt yo, they about gonna it. they're going to come after him. You but I'm talking know. about run game-wise, if, if mm-hmm. Chuma leaning on you is a little different than Chuma you know, retreating, right? So if they're going to play this light box, and with Mike Solari being the offensive line coach now, I think you see a different aggression. Uh, yep. in the run game, and we put our hats on people. Putting now, hats man. on hats, we're, we're, we're Tyron Smith, Tyler Smith is going to be pulling a bit more. I said this on Vacha's show. The heavyweight matchup for me, Okoye, is Tyler Smith versus Fred Warner at that second level because oh, yeah. we like to get a lot of combination blocks where we, you know, we're using our flipper right as Vach would say, and then we're getting to that second level on the linebacker, right. and boy. That's the one right there because oh, Tyler's trying to explode. One. Tyler's trying to put him six feet under, right? Yeah, he and trying Fred to kill is you. trying to make a play. So Man. if you can get hat on a hat there, Tony Pollard, Rico, if he plays, Deuce, it doesn't matter. I think these guys are good enough to make something happen. Well, one thing that people who don't really uh, pay attention to football don't really pay attention to or don't look at is you know the reason screen passes work, right? Because you have an overly aggressive, aggressive defensive defense. line that's flying off the ball, and now you can get the ball behind them, right? So their their success in pass rush works against them. It works the same way when you got a team that's stat boosting, getting tackles for loss versus the run. When you have, so even if the run's not working, you still do it because those guys are getting stats for it. They're hyped. They're excited to get in the backfield now. And the more excited you get a defense into flying into the backfield, the easier it is to sneak play actions behind them. So it's the same mindset. It's like. Versus versus a, a good pass rush, you want to throw screen passes behind those guys. Versus a good uh, rush, a run fit defense, you want to you want them flooding those those gaps and filling those gaps so that you can get your tight ends behind them, or so that they actually believe that when that like Waller, what he did on that touchdown, he ran right at Ufunga like he was about to block him. He didn't touch him. He just ran at him like he was about to block him. 
Ufunga is so fast at his keys that he doesn't wait for the engagement like some of our guys do. He doesn't wait for the engagement. As soon as he sees that you're beelining for him instead of running a route, he reads run, and he ran right past Waller. That's why Waller was open. But you have to sell the run in order for him to even think that way in the first place. And Ufunga had plays in the backfield early in that game where, hey, He's excited to get back there again and do it again. You know what I mean? So when when they make those bang-bang plays in the backfield and you get like, oh, the run's not working, it doesn't matter. For your pass game to work or bootlegs or play action or even pass protection to work effectively, you want them to believe that you still are willing to run the ball. And the only way they shouldn't believe that is if you suddenly get behind the the sticks or behind in the game 14 points or more. Other than that, you should keep them honest running the ball regardless of the yardage. Yeah. And the attrition, you already know the attrition that that takes place where just because I tackled you for a loss doesn't mean that I didn't feel it on my way to doing it. You know what I'm saying? Or I didn't have to bench press a 340 pound guard uh, like Tyler Smith to get to you and doing that. Make, make them do that five, ten times. Can you say, do it ten times? Don't get discouraged <laughs> because it's going to happen. Like like Fred and yeah. Greenlaw are, are excellent backers. They're going to make plays in the line of scrimmage. They might even make a play behind a line of scrimmage. But yeah, don't get do don't it. get discouraged, man. You know, I'm not saying be stubborn. Don't get it twisted yeah. now. I, I'm don't not, be stupid. Yeah, don't yeah. be stupid, right? Don't yeah. don't just say hey, we're just gonna bang our heads against the A gap no. and not do anything no. unique with it. But but be 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 deliberate with what you're doing. Dribble there. with a purpose so that the go. run game is married to the pass game and vice versa. Now right. I still do believe we might come out with a similar game plan that we had uh, against the the Jets until we get a favorable matchup, which is and um, the Patriots too. We threw the ball early on, on those downs, right? It's definitely against the Patriots. We we took that six yards, we took that slant. Uh, we we had a big break right where the, they broke broke coverage, and we uh, had a scramble drill, and we hit Michael Gallup. I, I'm still with throwing the ball early in the sense of hey, let me right. let me let me make them inch up closer so we can take the deep shots, right? And then we have the run game married in between it. But the last two playoff losses to this team, in between the 20s, because honestly, you didn't move the ball in between the 20s enough. You didn't even right. get, get enough shots, cracks at the red zone, in my opinion. But in between the 20s, the last few years, we kind of just said the hell with running the rock, especially right. once Tony Pollard went down. And then for whatever reason, we just didn't give Tony Pollard the ball in the 2021 game. I don't think you can do that. I don't think you should do that. I don't think it's smart. I think you need to bake this into your offense this week. And then once you do that, you can take advantage of the outside. Because one of the things I have in my notes here, and it's very similar to the last couple of years, they are vulnerable outside the numbers at the cornerback position. Like, right. they are vulnerable. Like you, you saw a couple of plays I showed against the uh, Arizona Cardinals. You get these guys running downfield with the purpose. Not them comeback route with Michael Gallup, who's on one leg and he ain't sure of his <laughs> damn self. I like, know. No, that's yeah, you get a comeback Cooks. route, bro. Three. Cooks, that's Cooks's route right there, too. Like Cooks's outside comeback route should, is crazy. But you should never have an outside comeback route that's like your third read, and then the comeback is already done, and he's just sitting well, there waiting. Well, you just saw for, what happened just, to Mac Ten last week trying that shit against us. I was kidding, well, yeah, he, trying that nice against trick. us. So yeah, you can't you can't throw late. You can't throw late on those stop routes, and you can't. So that's why I never understood why are you running four stop routes. The stop route should be front side your first read. If it's not that, you know, then maybe a guy ran an option and stopped and sat down in the in the zone on the backside. But we used to run four stops on a regular basis, you know, all I year long. And that's what Linehan and Kellen, they all do. They huh. do it. So, you know, to me, that concept is crazy. Maybe Dak likes it. 
I don't know. Maybe that's why they still have it in the play. I don't know. No quarterback that would like to just throw some yeah, five. I don't know either. <laughs> but I'm like, well, why is it? Why are we? Otherwise, I can't see why we're doing it so so much. Why we were? We don't. I haven't seen it this year though. I haven't seen no. it this year. Oh, well, which is great. You, you see happy. it. Every team has it in their playbook, but the, the of course, frequent rate but that it's you're not like running we it, do yeah. it every game, oh. you know, like we used to. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, I like what I like what I'm seeing, man. And uh, you know, the the other thing that 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 came to me while you were just talking is uh, we are the best between the twenties. Like we can move the ball between the twenties, something mm-hmm. crazy. So like again, the styles that make fights is they're a team that struggles once you get in the red zone. They're a they're a, a team that breaks. Uh, they 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 break but don't bend, so to speak. I guess you want to say it that way, because when they get in the red zone defensively, they're twenty third in the league. We just so happen to be the best team at getting there. You know what I mean? And which is probably why people think we struggle down there as well, because we get there so often. You know what I'm saying? But we're we're one of the better teams at getting there. So uh, I think that also plays into our hands because we want to score down there. We base the emphasis on it. We're trying to do it. And now I think the, the Cowboys are in a position to give us ample opportunity to do so. If you look at the Jets game, that's the that's one of the best litmus tests for me. Uh, this season is not not what we did defensively to their offense, but more so what our offense was able to do against a, a team that may still be losing, but nobody's putting up 30 on those Jets uh, this season either. Like the, the teams yeah. that are beating them are still having trouble with that defense. And their defense did make some plays. Quinton made some plays. Um, C.J. Mosley made some plays against us. So they, they made some plays against us. I mean, us, look what that Jets we defense did against Allen and Mahomes. Exactly. I mean, no, no, no. Mahomes, Mahomes got. I mean, I won't even talk about that. He got out there by the skin of his teeth. Like they, I think I'm just, they, just they lost. They would have lost that game had it not been for a couple of bad calls. Man. Bills, D, uh, they, they Bill Belichick game. made things difficult for every team that he played in a way, and then the Cowboys yeah. shredded it. And it's like, oh, they suck. The Jets' defense yeah. made things difficult for every team they played. Cowboys shredded it. Oh, oh, they really suck. It's the Jets. Yeah. yeah it's so. the Jets. So we'll, we'll see here. And another place that the, the Niners defense struggles this year is on third down, which is mm. a shocker because, you know, they have a ridiculous front. And mm. they, they're 23rd in the league on third down. Guess who's tops? Us. Cowboys. You know? That's it's, what I'm saying. In it's, between a, the 20s, it's, it's, it's an amazing thing, man. I, I haven't seen this offense or this team. I have never seen this team look this good. And, and when I say team, I mean both sides of the ball and special teams. I've never seen us look this good. Uh, in recent years, in the last 20 years, I haven't seen us look this good. Uh, so for for everyone to be out there saying that, you know, somehow they had to find something, but somehow we're struggling. It sounds insane well, because we've had three games. Like you just said, we've thrown the ball 11 times in three games in the fourth quarter. We've had three games where Dak hadn't had to do, he hadn't, he hadn't had to play. So even when you're looking at his 261 or you're looking at his stats, those stats are from two to three quarters in most cases. Not from four quarters of football. That's from two to three quarters of actual. I'm trying to get up the field. The fourth quarter has been reserved for preseason style football, where we put the backups in and just go for it. Cooper yeah. Rush has been on the field, I think, three times in three games in this season. That's unheard of. That's <laughs> unheard of. That does not happen. Yeah, it's weird. Backup quarterbacks don't see the field. Uh, maybe once or twice when your quarterback's hurt, or maybe you get a blowout here and there, like we'll get against Minnesota or Jacksonville a couple years ago. Not you three get a in the first four weeks, though. That is crazy. No, that's it, crazy. That's what nobody's talking about. That if I, I give a damn about volume stats. There, there, there are what I call pillar statistics that matter to me, and and, and I'm going to sit here and lie. You know, third down is one of them, 
and red zone is the other. We'll be we'll be lying to ourselves if that was one of the pillar stats that we're not we've not been successful on that we have to get better at. One hundred percent. In a game like this, you you need to you need to be good at. But again, I just have maybe this calm confidence that that will happen because McCarthy's history in the red zone, he's been a top 10 guy uh, play call in the red zone. And obviously, when Dak, ever since Dak has been here, the Cowboys have been essentially a good red zone team. So I think that'll get figured out. We're just in a bit of yeah. an identity crisis, which we've cautioned. We've cautioned fans that, hey, there might be some growing pains within the offense. Uh, Not going to lie, lie, though. I yeah. thought it was going to be between the 20s. I had it backwards. I thought oh, once we get yeah, down, I thought we would move the ball slow and be more of a. I thought we would be more of a defensive team that's like you know moving the ball old school and smash mouth. And no, we've been getting the ball no, down been, there pretty yeah. well. Like I like what I see in this offense. But you know, moving moving beyond it is like again I say it and I keep saying it. We've had so many opportunities down there more than anybody in the league. Yes, they had to talk about that. Like. The reason you're talking about the red zone woes is because we're there more than anyone else, like egregiously more than any other team. I mean, uh, we've had long sustained drives. Time of possession is ridiculous. You know, so and then, uh, like I said before, I can count them. Shoemaker, that's a drop. Uh, the 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 touchdown to CD was on was on the 20. To me, that's the red zone. That's a red zone touchdown to me. But you know, an uh, inch more is a red zone touchdown. But oh, well. But that that CD score, uh, then those scores in the first game, although it was the running back and not Dak, these are scoring drives where we're getting the ball in there in the red zone. So, and then the the drops that we talked about, uh, we had three in the Arizona game that weren't drops. It was just you know three fade routes that we threw. One where Cooks just needed an extra inch to get his foot in. You know, one where Cooks ran across the middle well, of the look. field and we we didn't get that rub route we wanted. Like it's it's a lot yeah, of stuff going said, on look, in the man, red zone it, that you have to that you have to turn tune into, but I don't see a problem as much, I, even though you're right, it's a pillar stat, but when I say pillar stat, yes, we got to shore it up, but I don't see that we don't have the tools on film Here you to go. shore it up. There, That's what I mean. We got it all, all the, we got everything is there. To, I know, to, I know to you got some, go ahead. Hit now, everything is there to, to clean it up. Like it, it is 100% something that they need to do, but I believe they will. And, and it slipped my mind what, what I was about to say. So oh, my bad, um, bro. Nah, I had something popped up on my phone. Um, I was about to say here. Uh, so, so, oh, identity crisis. I do think there's a combination of execution and and play calling. I don't think it's just one thing. Obviously, if you execute on the, the handoff, you score. If you execute on the throw to show you score. If you execute on catching the rock, you score. But then you got play calling down there. That's weird too. We're going horizontal a lot. We don't need to yeah. be going horizontal so much down there. Um, uh, when it when it comes to play calling, third and one, it felt like this was going to be a two down situation. You run a uh, play action. It wasn't really a play-action boot, but when you ran that play-action, this is where my issue with Tumi Doga is not physical, it's mental. Tumi Doga, for whatever reason, double-teams Tyler Smith's guy, and he leaves the, the wow. defensive end running right at Dak, and Dak turns around and is like, oh, shit, and he's right in my face. Like, that's a mental right. breakdown you can't have on third and one. Right. But guess what? Don't put your quarterback or your team in that situation. Run the rock. If you don't get it, fourth and one, let's go. So I think it's a combination of execution, a combination of play calling, but it ain't like it's some egregious things. Okay, we can't run horizontal. Let's try running downhill. You get it to uh, right. Luke Keekley or Luke Keekley. Um, I don't know why I Luke call him Luke Keekley. Lipke. Because <laughs> his name sounds similar. Luke Keekley. You get it. When to I said Keekley earlier. Lipke. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Downhill, touchdown, right? Uh, and everything's executed. You get the blocks. There's no confusion. The handoffs. You get a touchdown. Um, I right. think, think maybe they got a little ahead of themselves with the outside runs because it worked against the Giants. 
I think two of the three touchdowns, if not all three of them, were designed to go to the edge. Uh, mm-hmm. Tony Pollard cut one up, scored. Uh, cut two, actually had two outside touchdowns, and then Turpin scored. And so we started to use that a little bit more, the horizontal game. I think that only works is if, if you're going to have, ask Dak Prescott to pull the ball sometimes and run and use his feet. But against Arizona, they play that umbrella coverage. You can't cut the field in half as much as we did. I don't, I'm not a fan of that, Koye. Mm-hmm. I don't like it in the red zone. I don't like cutting mm-hmm. the field in half, especially when teams are adjusting. So if you looked right. at what the Patriots did, if you looked at what the Cardinals did, they just say, okay, we're going to play zone. We're just going right. to drop back. You're going to send, what, two offensive guys into our five guys on this side as we cut it off. That's just not going to work. So um, just just I think things will get cleaned up down there. I really, I, I'm really not overly pressed about it in week four, week five, yeah. I should say. We have this conversation in week 15. That's a whole different discussion. But we got a long way to go between in. And if that's the one thing to clean up, I'm confident that it will be. Because that, if, if that gets situated, you're talking about an offense that, and if they do it against this defense, what defense is really stopping them to get there? Serious question. No, you're not. You did it against the Jets. You look as much as Philly's a good defense, but we, we you know, we, we've diced them up in years past. We'll, we'll see them in week mm-hmm. nine. But if you move the rock and get down there against this defense, Philly and you score like trash this year, though, but go ahead. Well, they all, they I, secondary I, don't look I mean, good. We, at we all. deal with them in week nine. I'm just saying, what this is the litmus test, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Across the board, this is the litmus mm-hmm. test. You're not going to get respect even if you win. But as the players have said, this means something to us. So we need right. to we need to we need to win this game. It's, it's going to get pushed out to the playoffs after this game. So we can we can the the media as far as what they're talking about in the regular season. This is a game that shuts them up until the playoffs, or not shuts them up, but changes yeah, things. Shut them up until the, the Cowboys lose again. Are that? Are that? <laughs> you know, know how that go. But you know the, the conversation that they'll be having if we do make them look bad is. Are the 49ers not real as we thought they were? <laughs> not the Cowboys are real, but the 49ers must not be that real. They lost the Cowboys. You know what I mean? So it's a, it's a lot of that that'll be going on. But I think that this is a, like you said, this is a big test for not just us, but the 49ers as well. Like th- this is a game that um, hasn't, I don't think you've seen a regular season game with this much electricity uh, yeah. in a while, for us anyway. I love while. how you keep bringing that up because it, it's it's not brought up because I know they, they beat the Cowboys, but they act like it's not a test for them either. Yeah. They, they, they act oh. like the Cowboys have been getting blown out against the Niners <laughs> and it hasn't come down to the like last the Niners just going to show up and just Every they, they're the time. class. They're so, the, the class of the NFL. A Cowboy if, fan know, on, and they're not worried about us. Yeah. A Cowboy fan on Twitter said, oh, we light work to them. We ain't never been light work to them. They never beat us easy even when we was playing like trash. It's never yeah. been light work. Yeah, it's been never. a battle, and I feel like it'll be a battle again. It's just a matter of finishing in this game, man. Yep. Let me get to a couple Super Chats doing this, because I forgot to get Super Chats last time, bro. Uh, oh, no. Do your thing, man. Let's go. Man. This. Let's, and let's, let's get some questions in. We'll get some, uh, yeah, hashtag. Yeah. Uh, what did we say? Just uh, hashtag Koye, I think it was. I think so, yeah. Yeah, hashtag Koye. Super Chat. Uh, Thomas Williams, he dropped 10 and said, excellent film breakdown and analysis. Appreciate you, Thomas. Thanks, Thomas. Super chat. Uh, Laurel Blizzard dropped five and said, good morning, fellas. Thanks for the breakdown. No problem, man. No problem. Super chat. Glenn dropped two and said, Dak hits these running backs in stride, moving the chains. Yeah. That's what we talked about, Okoye. You know, you you made an excellent point talking about last year where a lot of the times, because the check down was so late in the read, we just standing standing flat. We just standing in the flat. Very good point. 
Yeah. Um, Eddie Don't Logan. <laughs> Super chat. Facts. Eddie dropped two and said, what's good, Sky? I'm ready for these 40 whiners. Man, we, we was ready as soon as that game was over on Sunday. You yeah. notice in the press conference, they, they was talking about the Niners right away. Super chat. Yeah. Uh, Merciful dropped five and said, what's up, little bro? Keep dropping knowledge. Thank, oh, that was actually, appreciate you. That was actually for What's the Name's uh, uh, show, but appreciate you, man. All right, let's get into these chats and see what we got for our hashtag Okoye for the day. Let me see here there you go. As, we get, as we get this rolling through. By the way, man, can we please hit the like button? Oh, this, yeah, get these likes cause, up. Cause boy, this, I can't see how many they gave you, but make sure. I don't know. Make sure this, he got at least 50% of his likes on that, gentleman. Only if you enjoying it, right? Like, I ain't going to force you to do it. Oh, yeah, if you don't, you don't like it, it, don't watch it. Don't like it. If you but, like it, definitely hit that like button. But man. boy, if you're a Cowboy fan, this this is where you need to be when we actually breaking this thing down and breaking the rail. So. Man, tell them, man, the Eagles ain't got this. The the Browns ain't got this. Nah. The Texans ain't got this. Nah. No, no other team, not too many teams, have this level of uh, – of uh of content uh, they probably don't got fans. they probably don't got some of the nutty fans we got too like the, the, the one boy oh, yeah, here that's, that's for sure hey ty i gotta call you out one more time because i went back and i watched the show from last week i don't know how he's a cowboy fan he said after Go week ahead. five i'm coming back it on here and, and, and y'all gonna be annoyed by me bro Why? because he, because he's picking you he know they were going to win it he said we're not winning a game after week four oh, and i'm like yo are you a cowboy fan you you basically admit it. You're actively rooting for this team to lose so you could come back on here and gloat and be annoying to the rest of Cowboys Nation. I don't get these type of fans, Okoye. I don't understand yeah. it. Well, it's, 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 they don't understand the definition of fans. Like, we got Eastside Harrell who comes to my channel all the time. Shout out to Eastside Harrell. The reason I shout him out is because he thinks he's a Texans fan. Nah, he's a Cowboys fan. But he's on every live I ever do. He's with us. I'm like, you don't, I don't think you visit, you don't have time to visit the Texans live chats as much as you're here because all the Cowboys fans know who you are. Why? Because you frequent the Cowboys. That is what a fan does. You give energy to a team that you are interested in. And if you are overtly interested in the Cowboys, then you're probably a fan. If you're overtly interested in our demise, though, as a fan, mm. then you got to redefine what you are as a fan. Like, that's not a fan. You know what I'm saying? It's awesome. like, you know, uh, I'm a coach. Of course, I'm going to grind up LVE. I'm going to grind up AB. I'm going to grind up Dak. I'm going to grind up anybody that needs to, to step it up. Yeah. But it's because I want them or someone like them to play better in this uniform. Not because I want to put this stop, stop gap on them where, you know, they're limited and, they can't, and I tell them they can't get past a certain point. That's not fanning. That's, that's, that's different. That's hate. Yeah. That's hate. Man. So eloquently put. Hashtag Okoye from Mel. He says, uh, what is our best defensive personnel against this team? You know what I liked um, that we did in a, a, when we adjusted last week? Um, we come out in these, uh, I call them a 4-3 over. 4-3 over and 3-4 are similar. Uh, and if D-Law's hand is on the ground, that's it's 4-3 over. If he's standing up, then it's 3-4. But we'll run that sometimes uh, with uh, Mozzie, uh, Hankins and uh, Chauncey as our three down linemen in the middle of that field. And then, you know, Micah, obviously, and uh, D-Law or uh, an array of guys that are out there. Sometimes Micah's in the, in the A-gap when they do it. But I like that front against uh, their run because that front five, we had those five down linemen or those five linemen up there. It makes it so that 
you you give a, every lineman if they're not chipping with a tight end, every lineman has a one-on-one opportunity and it helps us in those run fits, but it also leaves enough guys back to be able to successfully stop the pass. So to me, that's my favorite defense that we run because it gives us the best balance. We're able to stop and shut stuff down up front, but we also can, you know, shut stuff down on the back end. But we have so many guys that have to see the field that aren't effective in every package. You're still going to see an array of packages because in order to get a guy like we saw last week, we, they finally figured out a way to get uh, Wanye Thomas back on the field. You're not going to run that same look with a Wanye out there. Or, you know, obviously when you have uh, Wilson out there, he's an extra box force guy. So you're not going to run, excuse me, you're not going to run that while Wilson is out there either. So when they bring in certain guys, they they don't do it. Or situationally, they might not do it. But I think when we run that five down lineman look, four, three over. Yeah, I'm about to say three, five, four, two look, yeah. Yeah, five two. Is that exactly four three over five two or three four, however you want to call it. It's, it's similar, uh, and I like that. It's, it it helps us stop the run easily. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting one because the way they run the ball, they can do some scheme things on the inside, and they can do they obviously do scheme things on the edge, which kind of has me thinking about a, a big nickel situation where um, a game like Bell, or this is a game where like a Bell or a Thomas could be interesting. Um, I know that's going to sound weird because in the Arizona Cardinal game, you got way too many offensive linemen on your linebackers at the second level, right. specifically Bell, right? But right. just watching these dudes, they like to cause traffic on the edge. They love to get the ball to uh, Christian McCaffrey on the outside and let him navigate through the trash. And right. one of the things that I think Bell is good at, uh, I think Wanye could do this as well. Uh, mm. I, I know Curtis and Donald can do it too, but I mean, we're throwing throw all the bodies at him in this is when you get to that big nickel situation using like you said uh dino down in that box or if bell's the guy uh, he's probably gonna play more backer this could be a game where he can make some plays because he can use that that sideline to sideline speed and he can beat some of those blockers they don't really have a just world beating offensive line and it could be mm-hmm. the reason why you see them you know do a lot of games inside but most of it most of it's being run on the outside with who mm-hmm. Tr- uh trent williams they want right. Trent Williams on the move. They want to get Trent Williams to the second level because that's the guy they can do it with. Um, right. th- they've got some liabilities on that line. So I'm wondering if Big Nickel in this game, and, and Big Nickel with the variation of guys up front, Jonathan Hankins was such an important piece to the Cowboys shutting down that run game last year. We did a film session on it online uh, here on the show last year. Thank you for and, saying it, And bro. now you got him back, number one. This is – yeah. This this changes things because he causes accidents at that line of scrimmage and he pushes guys back with his pushback. And now you got a Mozzie who right. is playing and starting to get in his own, right? Yeah. Osa, we don't talk enough about him still. Osa Digizua is 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 honestly your best all around defensive tackle. Like he can get one hundred percent without a doubt. In the like pass, when you, in the run. Nobody gives him his credit that it's due because he's a guy that's not supposed to be People's one of the dope. top defensive tackles in the league, but he is, especially at his size, you know, size, speed. And, and he's that guy that, and when I compare him, I'm not comparing their talent, but his yeah. ability to play multiple positions. But Crawford, Tyrone Crawford, when he was here, could play defensive end. You'll see him at three tech. You'll see him sometimes at one tech. And you'll see Osa in different situations everywhere on this line of scrimmage. He can play strong side defensive end if you ask him to on in spots. So because of his amount of speed and versatility. So I like what I see in Osa, man, and I think that he uh, he just looks different as far as his uh, his strength. I want to make sure 
he gets past, you know, mid-season point with that same energy. I think that's been his only – him and Micah, that's been their only knock, in my opinion, since they've both been here is, you know, the the season they, – they play so hard that the season wears on them by the time they get halfway through it. So I want to see them carry that uh, through the entire season. Yeah. And, and and mainly that's the reason why we didn't talk about this, though, but I want to see uh, those guys rested when we're blowing guys out. Rest them because we need them deep in the season. Him yeah, and so Mike. That's why I think – Big nickel could be interesting in this one, man. Um, yeah. Allowing some of these these safeties and linebackers to get sideline to sideline because they're going to test you on those edges because that's where we've been vulnerable, right? It, yeah. Is teams getting to the outside? But this team, this team offensively, what they like to do is, and I wish we did this more, man. Their play actions aren't necessarily play action boots. We we do too many damn play action boots. They're play actions, but they're dropping deep into the pocket to mm. allow Brandon Ayuk or or George Kittle to run that deep over, and then, you know, Purdy is just throwing to a spot, and now it's one-on-one. They've been doing this with him since last year, but yeah. it makes it seem like Purdy is, like, reading the field and he's dicing stuff up. Look, like Purdy, Purdy is playing They run well, the same but... concept. I mean, no, not hating on him. They, they, they mitigate the risk of Purdy by making it so that he doesn't have to think so much right now, and then they're slowly expanding the offense based off of what, what he's supposed to up. do with a young guy. That is exactly what you're supposed, <laughs> what you're supposed to, do to do with a young guy. So it's yeah. not hate. It's just, no. but it is what's happening. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's what's so, happening. So that, so I, I get, I don't want them to get cute. I, I, want, I don't want them to get cute. Play, play discipline. We don't need LVE on the edge and Mike on the interior all these times. And we, we so damn light and, and they see that and they can run so many different things. Oh, that's how you want to play it. We're going to, we're going to run it like this. I think B, I know it's gonna sound weird. Be be basic in your base up front, and then maybe a little bit more complex on the back end, so that the Purdy, and stuff yeah, and stuff so like Purdy that, has yeah. to sift through things. Uh, I'd make him throw throw in windows. Uh, I'd, I'd make him because if it's if it's man, I do mm-hmm. think this is where. And again, we're going to the other side of the ball. I do think this is where you'll miss having digs a little bit here, because if this is man, there's guys like Ayuk. This is why I want to see Brandon. Uh, Brandon, I want to see. Uh, Bland Gilmore. on okay. no, I want to see Bland. I want to see Bland on Ayuk because I think athletically he matches up better. Yeah, uh, Ayuk yeah. is an explosive guy out of his routes, and right. and, and he's he's tough. He's a tough get, right. and I just feel like Bland can stick with him a bit better. Um, but I don't want to count. We've been losing guys in coverage, bro. This right. single high, I know it's what we do, and I'm gonna be completely honest. I think our defense, the way we're playing it right now, favors into what they want to do. So you better get home. But we need to do a little bit more. I think too high shell and make uh, Brock Purdy have to sift through things as opposed to dropping back deep. He's a single high. Now you got two deep overs, right? And right. he's just waiting to see where your safety going to go, and we're going to throw it to a spot, and you run and get it. That's that's yes. a tough yes. ask if you're not getting home. Yeah, you got to get home for him. You got to get pressure this game. And uh, we didn't talk about that either, but rushing to a spot is one thing that the Cowboys are pretty damn good at. So, you know, we, we again, we struggled last season – but that was due to the fact that in the playoffs, again, uh, Micah Parsons was slowing down at the end of the year. Uh, I think a lot of those guys were banged up as well. But no excuse. They got to show up and show out so that this secondary is stressed yes. out when you ask them to play man coverage the way yep. we do. Because uh, in cover one, it's almost impossible to stop deep crossers on a regular basis. You're going to stop a few of them. Uh, we got the guys to do it because they see it so often. Just like it's hard to run digs and deep crossers against the 49ers because – they see it in practice all day too. So it's it's hard to do, but to ask a team to just flat out seven on seven cover that 
over and over again. That's hard. You gotta, to get, home. You gotta, get, you gotta get home up front. Yeah. Yeah. But let's get to some more questions. We we uh, asked, they asked uh, one question. We went off for like 15 that's minutes. That's what we do. I got a couple more. Uh brother L ask Koye um almost anticipate our most anticipated matchup for offense defense. Um, so our offense versus their defense are on either side I of the ball. I think he's sound like he's saying most both sides. matchup for both sides, yeah. Um most interesting matchup for, for us will be the running back as a unit versus this linebacker core uh, on screen like because it's going to be this is going to come down to how well our running backs run routes and play in space uh, and, and 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 get yak in in this game. The same thing for them though. The way they use Debo and Christian, that's 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 their matchup for us. It's like how do we um, duplicate what we were able to do in the playoffs? Because people forget that we shut do we shut Debo down in the playoffs and Christian McCaffrey in the playoffs. So. What has to be done can be done because we've done it. Uh, now we just have to score on the other side of the ball. But that's going to be an interesting matchup on both sides of this ball. It's like how are what what new ripples do they have to get Debo out in space? Um, how physical uh, are our guys, and and uh, can they can they uh, show it against a guy who's equally as physical on the other side of the ball? And Debo, um, I think that we've been you know we've been we've been uh, catching bodies this season, so uh, it'll be interesting to see how how well. Uh, we fare against a guy who's looking for that action uh, in Debo and Christian McCaffrey. So, because those guys will run right to contact. I like that. Yeah, I kind of gave it away here, but I think my most anticipated matchup will be Ayuk uh, and, and Bland. I, oh, yeah. I, I think Ayuk oh, yeah. is their best wide receiver. Uh, Debo, we did a good job on Debo and, and McCaffrey yeah. last year. I mean, it's a new year, but yeah. um, I feel like they're going to try to get Ayuk going in this one and maybe Debo yeah. going in a different way. I think they'll look at right. how Rondell Moore was used against us. Backfield right. running a little bit, but uh, right. that's that's my biggest one. Uh, Don asks, "Has Aubrey earned your trust?" And then he says, "End of game trust." And we haven't really seen him in the game, but yeah, he has. It's just, it's just like saying, you know, has, has Dak earned my trust in the red zone? Uh, it's all potential based, uh, based off of what I've seen Aubrey do. Uh, he has a hell of a leg. That's starting with something, and I think kickers are a lot like beginners' uh, luck in betting. You know what I mean? When they're early and they're fresh and they're young and they haven't gotten a lot of mental uh, wear and tear uh, and they haven't broken down yet like uh, Bailey did with us, they're pretty good early. Uh, when a kicker starts to waver, they go downhill pretty fast after that. And uh, I think right now, as long as he's sustaining uh, his, 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 his range and his accuracy um, and we're not putting him in situations where we're constantly uh, asking him to win games for us, um, I think, you know, I can I can trust him more than I was trusting uh, Mayhar last year. You know, I can I definitely could say that. I trust him more than May, May, Mayhar. But uh, yeah, we, Mayhar was cool to be in, in, during the regular season. It was that. that once they season. go bad, they go bad, yeah. man. Like, yeah, that's how once that's just how kickers have always been. Like, I don't know if it's injury based or they got a certain amount of kicks in that groin. Hey, but <laughs> it, once they go bad, it's a wrap. The Maher situation. Like a bad transmission. Myers situation is basically the, the the epitome of our team, right? Where hey, regular season, cool. Then we get to the postseason. I just need you to get it done. And Maher got to the postseason, missed six in a row. The pressure or whatever the pressure it was. It. it was just or he was, was or he was betting games one or the other. Either and he, that was crazy. He, either he made a hell of a lot of money from Vegas, or you know the pressure got to him. I trust Aubrey way. now, but but yeah, it ain't gonna matter until we get to the you know to the postseason because what I think we're scorned from from old boy. Right from Maher, but I trust I, I trust uh, I trust Aubrey right now. He hasn't had a chance to kick a game winner. I think that'll help us even more. 
Uh, 49er fan says, and I'll, I'll start this one off. Can your linebackers not bite on Kyle Shanahan's play action? Let me tell you something. I'm not worried about necessarily the play action. Uh, play mm. a- everybody does play action. That everybody you're you're going to bite sometimes. Sometimes you're yeah. not. It's the horizontal eye candy. Is is mm. where we get we get tripped up, and a lot of teams yep. do. That's why you see teams use it. Right? Yep. Is that it's hard to deal Too with? Too many keys. It's one of those things from college that has come to the pros that we you just haven't caught up yet. Teams haven't caught up to it yet. You just got to make sure either, A, you guessed right or you stay disciplined. So it's not the play action that worries me. It's the eye candy horizontally because I love how they use use check. Y'all know how I feel about it. I think we should oh, do yeah. that with uh, Lipke. He'll start. Yeah. I've seen one time studying. Uh, this is not a joke, bro. I was studying them last year. Uh, mm-hmm. And use check, I think, moved like seven times before the snap. That's That's absurd. Yeah. Out wide, in line, backfield, to the left, back to the backfield, to the right, back to the backfield in one play. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, they snap it, right? And you got the tight end flying left, use check going right. So it's not really necessarily the, the, the play action, the traditional play action. It's the eye candy horizontally that it, the Cowboys are going to have to be prepared for and stay disciplined. Right. And what a, we got to imagine what that does mentally to a player like you have got you have keys that you have to key on key in on based on and then you have adjustments based off of alignment when you have a guy moving around that much each time he moves there's a difference in your defense and you have to adjust to it and then post snap they do the same with the misdirections and the horizontal stuff like you said so that's a lot to think about and the only way a player can play fast is if he knows exactly what he's supposed to be doing and there is no way you could possibly know exactly what you're supposed to be doing with that much movement, pre-snap and post-snap. No way. You got to think. You got to stop and think about what's going on for a second before you can react to that type of stuff or have a set uh, set up a fail-safe in your scheme where it's like, you know, if you don't know, if we don't know collectively, this is what we revert to to take this type of stuff away. You know, know your job and do your job type stuff. Princess says, uh, ask Koya, will four receiver sets help us in the red zone? I mean... Well, no, I, I don't think so, unless we're running, like I said, horizontal plays. I think you want tighter sets because you want them to have to respect the line of scrimmage. You don't want light boxes yeah. in the red zone uh, you because if you're trying to pass into that anyway, you, you're in trouble. Uh, so I, I think you want to force them to load the box and use these tight They're doing the right things, honestly. They're using their tight ends. They have to catch the ball. They're using their tight ends in the red zone. That's what they're for. They just have yeah, to catch the ball. Two touchdowns down there came from from the tight ends. Yeah. yeah, but we also got two drops in the in the in the red zone by Shoemaker. We got two drops by Hendershot. Got one by uh by uh Fergie. So that's five drops in this tight end room. You know, so far right now in the red zone, those are five five easy layup touchdowns that they've dropped as well. So um, they just have to execute and, and and catch the ball. Even on that run where uh, Hendershot had. If he just turned up field in that first game, touchdown, easy. Yeah, that's a play they got from uh, from Kellen from last year that they kept. But but I'm done with Hendershot in regards to asking him to to do something big. I'd rather give those opportunities to other guys. He he, I I hear what you're saying when you're like, well, where? When has he done it? It's like he some guys practice very well, so obviously they they give him those opportunities and those big moments because of practice. And let's not Give forget that, that that Schultz when first, Schultz first started, he was dropping the hell out of some touchdowns and passes too. 
So you got to just settle in. I remember the Browns game, I think, uh, shows drop. It was one, the, the very first game uh, yeah. where, where he filled in for Jarwin. But it, that was it, though. Drop. Oh, yeah. You got to Year two of Henderson. Well, Henderson doesn't get that big of that, a sample size. Which though, is all the weird. more reason why you need to take advantage of it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, you can't you can't have these drops. You just, well, it, 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 not it, just it, drops. Honesty, he shouldn't be the guy. You, But it's for one reason only. Neither should Shoemaker. It's because it's, I'm it's cool with Schoonmaker like, being tight end too, because he's a better blocker. I mean, yeah, he could be the guy, but the target shouldn't be either one of those guys. No, like, no, 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 no. Yeah, I, I, I agree Bergie with that. Fergie is doing so well. We look like we're trying I, to find who the tight end is. We know who he I is. I said that. I said Fergie, Fergie. should be treated like Jason Witten. Yeah. You remember when we had no, Jason Witten? They didn't care about no tight end too. Yeah. Jason Witten played ninety eight percent of the damn time, and the tight end two was a blocker. What are we doing here? Jason or Jake Ferguson is your guy. Let's let's rock with Jake Ferguson. Yeah, He's your contested catch guy, but neither here nor there. Um, Marcus Hardison said, do we need to see more or do we see more rub routes and mesh concepts to get cooks and other wide receivers favorable matchups throughout the game? Uh, we touched on this in our film breakdown, but we, we expect to see more of that, Koya. Yep. Yep, exactly. You need to see more of it because getting those guys, that, that speed out in space, uh, and running that quick stuff is what hurts this team, too. It uh, hurts the 40 Manners. Uh, when you run quick to the edges, they don't have time to get in. The same things that bother the Jets bother the 49ers. Running quick off the edge bothers them. Throwing quick, uh, shallow, bothers them. Whether screen pass, drag routes, slant routes, stuff like that gets to them because they like to play deep and get into those deep sets. So, yeah, we need a lot of rub routes. Um, but – if they're running a lot of zone, you may not have that much success with rubs. It's, it's when you catch a team that's playing a lot of man where those rubs will start being a lot more uh, uh, impactful. And against zone, you know, it helps, but, you know, you want a window. You want to sit down in a window versus zone, whereas, man, you want to drag that man to another guy, to, you know, to, to rub him. So. Pause. That sounds crazy, though. Super <laughs> L. That's a super L. Like, no. That's like, I need like a pause. Like, yeah. pause, pause, pause. We need to invite uh, like, Mason them on real quick. Yeah, like, whoa. <laughs> gotta relax. I'm gonna go ahead and move forward here before they get jumping <laughs> yeah. in. Yeah, they gonna get me. I say you want to drag the men to it so they can run. <laughs> What's up, though? It, it, Ew, I don't even know what to say anymore about oh, that. Oh, man. That sounds crazy. But from a football standpoint, what I love about this scheme is if you do have that drag concept, I do think there is a, there is an outlet behind it. So if they are running zone, that can easily see that and hit the deep route or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, next yeah. question. Next question. I know yeah. they're frying your way. Uh, yeah, Forever DC. Wild boy. <laughs> Since the middle of our defense is strong against the run, what do the Cowboys need to do outside to stop Christian McCaffrey and Debo? Whatever the hell they did last year, uh, Christian McCaffrey averaged three point five yards, and Debo averaged two point eight. He had eleven yards. Debo Sanders uh, Samuel's did uh, as a team. You held him to three and a half yards per carry, and the only reason why it's that high is because Kyle Uzcheck had an eight yard run. Well, so you did a fantastic job against them last year. It's a misconception that we just can't stop edge running. That's not the truth. We, we have trouble on the edges when there's a running quarterback along with a team that runs edges because you have a two-way go right. in the RPO, right? So that is what gives us the most problems uh, versus, you know, guys or teams that like to run on the edge. But the running back itself, teams that traditionally just use the running back to get there, 
that's not where we have the most trouble. The the most rushing yards that we've given up when you look at the Chicago game last year is because Trey Lance, I mean not Trey Lance, uh Justin Fields was on the field. That's the problem. Uh Arizona is because of Dobbs. So running quarterbacks are what gives this team trouble on the edges. It's not the running backs. So the reason we were able to stop um Christian McCaffrey is because Purdy don't run. Yeah, I, I think I think we have the scheme and the players to be able to do it. They just have to, again, remain disciplined. And I think DQ figured it out. The the only time, I shouldn't say the only time, he got out coached for like a quarter and a half in 2021. And then that that tightened up uh, in the playoffs, talking about against the, against the Niners. They were oh, killing us yeah. on the outside, right? The edges yeah. were a problem uh, because yeah. that was a problem for the Cowboys all year. And that was Garoppolo. We fixed that last year. That though. was Garoppolo. Yeah. And yeah. then, like you said, last year, um, I think they just remained disciplined and they were able to to utilize the players. And mind you, this is a game where you had, who was it? Uh, Barr was your guy opposite of, yeah. of uh, LVE. Now you're going to yeah. have Clark, who has more speed yeah. to get to the outside. Bell, more speed. Yeah. Right? So it's, it's a little different than, than it's going to be. Those linebackers got to play. They, they, they got to they, they come with their hard hats ready. LV, they everybody keep telling me how LV is like now reawakened. So let's see it. This will be a test to find out. We'll find out this week if we got Ricky LVE back, like everybody's saying. There ain't no rookie. Look, we got to be able to sift through that trash, man. The Niners yeah. are going to send four guys out there to block, and the Cowboys have have to be able to sift through that trash. All right, I think we got a good amount of Koye questions in. Last week we yeah, only we did. did two. Yeah, and um, I think we got a few more super chats. That were coming through as we were talking. So I'm going to get to them and we're going to wrap it up, Koya. Cool, man. Uh, let's see here. One, two, three. We did Thomas. Uh, IT, man. It's cool, bro. He, uh, <laughs> yesterday on Vodge's show, Super chat. He, he dropped two and said, My bad, Sky, for interrupting you yesterday. No, no, no. We leaned into the bit. That was fun, man. That was fun. Uh, Freddie dropped five. Super chat. He said, Randy Gregory just got cut. That sucks for Randy Gregory, man. Hope he, yeah. he lands on his feet. I'm a fan of, of, you. of Randy. But, uh, but yeah, super yeah. chat. Uh, Dwayne Brown dropped ten and said, "Great show and interview, go Cowboys!" Damn. Hey, hey let me tell you something right now. Okoye, the fam, I interviewing him. <laughs> <laughs> we just here. Shouts out to DB. That's my guy. But but yeah, this is every week, every Wednesday, barring schedule, we got Okoye Wednesdays where we break we down the it, film man. and we on it. So. Um, yeah, make sure y'all tune into this. And and if you want to go see, you know, him break this down even more or just things in general, Koya, let them know where to find you, bro. A-K-O-Y-E Media on YouTube. You can find all my content there. Um, you use that same um, name, though, anywhere, though. Any social media outlet, you're going to find me, man. But uh, for football and, and, uh, and analysis and breakdowns, appreciate the, the shout out and the nod. Definitely follow me on YouTube, though. It's there for it, man. There for but Randy Gregory shouldn't have shat on us before he left, man. That's on him. <laughs> yeah. He we would have welcomed you back with open arms had you not done all the shit you did when you left, man. Yeah, I don't know if that's gonna be a thing. This is a yeah, this is a deep room. This is a this is such a deep room, man, that there's just no need for it for that, in my opinion. Yep. Yeah. All right. With that said, Cowboys Nation, make sure y'all tune in later today. It'll be on Vach Lombardi live show about you know how we do about 315. We'll be breaking mm-hmm. down this matchup even more in depth. Uh, tomorrow we'll come back and I'll be breaking down more of the 49ers offense against the Cowboys defense. I mean, and the reason why I wanted to start off with this one, Okoye, was because 
the Cowboys defense because or Cowboys offense because that defense, that's really where the game has been lost. It wasn't yeah. the other side of the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't get it. Defense it's a, showed up. Yeah. Defense is fine. I get it's a new year. They're playing at a high level. They were playing at a high level last year when, it, when we went to Santa Clara. But I feel very confident the Cowboys defense would do enough to give you a shot to win the game on the other side of the ball. But nonetheless, we always break it down. So we'll be back tomorrow breaking it down like D-Generation next. So make sure y'all come through. I'm going to go ahead yes, and sir. press this damn button now. Push the goddamn button. Push the goddamn button. <laughs> Somebody said Randy's washed. Hey, I ain't been <laughs> yeah. watching him. Yeah, I haven't watched him either. I don't know what he's doing over there, bro. But we good. We, we got enough young bulls on the side, that side of the ball at that position where we straight, my opinion. Yep. Somebody said 345. Nah, we be on time. Make sure y'all come through 315. 315. I'll be watching Sky from the Sky today. Yeah, that's true. Appreciate you, bro. Hey, safe travels down there too, man. Oh, I'm gonna need it, man. Tijuana is a no fun place. Nah. When they start telling you, you know what the instructions were? What's that? Hey, uh, yeah, don't go past the taco stand. Last time I was there, like, don't go past the taco oh, stand. Hell no. I said, I said, next to the hotel. And then guess what was outside when I went outside the hotel? Who? Taco stands on every corner. <laughs> like, what taco stand? Don't drink the water. <laughs> like, no, you leave that cartel alone. Go, <laughs> ain't nowhere to go. 